I'm Jamie. And I'm Beth. Welcome to Thief Steals the Podcast. Where I steal the podcast. And I steal it back. Okie dokies. Today we are talking about the third episode of the fourth season, the 15 minute job. Beth, what did you think? I have mixed opinions yeah. on this one. Yeah, I thought you might. So this is like just at the top of the episode, so anyone listening knows sort of where I stand on this one. I don't mind this episode, but it's it, it's not a favourite. I don't go back to it. It's fine. It's an episode of leverage. It's fun. I like to see the team dynamics. But like, there is nothing about this episode that really stands out to me. I think that there is a 50-50 split in this episode. You can pretty much split the episode into two sections. Mm. The sections with Nate and the sections without Nate. Mm -hmm. And in the sections without Nate, I loved this episode. You've got Elliot beating up a dude with a screen door. Yeah, incredible. I love that he fixes the screen door. The fucking Hardison talking to the lady at the uh, evidence hold and like yeah. that whole interaction Parker in the wheelie chair and back like there are things about this episode that I was like oh love that love that love that as soon as Nate stepped on screen fucking hated it yeah he was a whiny bitch this episode isn't he I have not disliked Nate this much since season one mm-hmm. this is the most annoyed I have been by, by him yeah in three seasons and I was like oh my god I forgot how much I disliked him when he's like this yeah and I'm kind of I'm just maybe gonna get out of the way because okay, yeah. I didn't like right at the top here Anytime time Nate's face was on screen. Yeah. Done. Moving. Like, I am just... Like, they're making a point of him drinking. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, sure. And we also get Parker, which I did kind of love this, but I did love Parker making the point of, like... Because he asks, like, oh, like, how would we take down me? And Parker's like, well... We're going to take this dude down like we'd take down... Like... Yeah. And I love that Parker is like, well, we can't, you know... You can't say drinking, like... Exactly. So I did like that, but... Nate just I this could just be a personal thing for me and I like if people disagree like okay I am so sick to death of the Nate drinking plotline this is and like we even have again the point of like Sophie saying like he's like you know oh for part of this you know you were a a good man and like the rest of it you were a thief and like you know and he's like well maybe I'm both and I'm like this is just the plot of season two we've done this guys and I'm like I was just so frustrated the whole episode Episode because every time it went back to Nate, I was like, this is just a rehash of the same shit. Like, this is not character growth. This is not character development. This is just, you don't know what to do with this character because you've actually, like, essentially what they've done is they have concluded this character's arc without having another one designed for him to go into. Mm. And so to do anything with him, they're just rehashing the shit they've already done. And I'm like, just let him be better. Mm. Just let him have grown. Like, why they won't let him grow is beyond me. Because this episode could have been so much more enjoyable if Nate had was, like, how he has been for the last, you know, season. most of season three. Yeah. Like, he was pretty with it. Like, he was pretty held together. I don't know why they are pulling this back now. Like, what is the purpose? And maybe there is one. Maybe it's going somewhere that I just don't know yet. But right now, it is just the most frustrating thing. Because he is... He benched Elliot for what? For having a good opinion? Like, he was micromanaging Harbison, which is insulting as shit. Like, he is talking over Sophie. And, like, I haven't got a specific note about it, but I'm sure he does something to Parker. Like, I'm sure at each... uh, He at least does something rude or dismissive to everyone at some point in this episode. And I'm just like, for what purpose? Like, we've, we've done this. And we have done this to death. And I'm just, I just want to get past it. 
Anyway, I'm so sorry. I just, I just had to get that out. That is my only complaint about this episode. Everything else I did adore. Like everything else with every other character, very fun. Just Nate pissed me off 50% of this time. And I just, I just wish that they would let him grow and just let that be done, you know? Mm. And I don't know, maybe that's just me, but I'm particularly frustrated by it. Okay, so that was a lot of whinging. So yes, it I'm was, and I'm sorry. right along to one of my favourite things about this episode. We get a new recurring joke that is, you know, it, it's built for Tumblr, basically. We get No Stabbing Wednesdays. Oh my God, yes. I do love that. And I did, I have seen that gif. Yes. I have seen it used. I was like, oh, I know that one. It's no Stabbing Wednesdays. Yes. So on Wednesdays, it is in fact No Stabbing Wednesdays. Maybe you should have planned to release the leverage pod on Wednesdays for No Stabbing Wednesdays. But... <laughs> Regardless, no stabbing Wednesdays are a fun tradition in the leverage fandom. Mm-hmm. I adore it. I adore that this is exactly where it comes from. Mm-hmm. Parker's like, I'm getting way like I didn't even stab him, not even a little bit. I know, and like Hardison's like, and we're so proud of you, but like he's concerned, like yeah. tone of concern. Yeah, <laughs> naturally, like Parker's just proud that she didn't stab a dude, which mm-hmm. is like obviously how it how how it always goes. Obviously, mm-hmm. yes. No, I love the Parker and. Partisan energy in this episode. I, we get partisan. Like, yeah, we get the name partisan. And uh, impeccable. I love. Yeah. I love when shows do this. I love when they do that, like subtle nod to the fandom, and like yeah. it doesn't feel it's like partisan. It's Swahili. Yeah, look, and like it just. It seems to just fit in. Like, it doesn't feel like a frying pan to the face of, like, yeah. oh, they're, like, making a wink-wink kind of thing. It felt very natural and fun. And the way that it was worked in where he, like, goes to say Parker and then, you know, realises like, oh, yeah. and catches himself and corrects halfway through. Like, it's just... And for the character, it's very in character as well. Yeah. Like, I just thought it was so cute and such a fun way to, like, do that little, like, wink-wink mm. at the audience. I think it's very cute. We have a lot of really fun Parker Hardison moments this episode. Yeah. One of my favourite ones is they're talking about CGI Mm -hmm. and, like, Hardison's talking about, like, Star... Well, originally Parker says Star Trek and he corrects her, no, Star Wars Parker. Uh, Elliot. Elliot. Elliot says, Mm -hmm. sorry. Elliot says, da-da-da-da-da. And then Parker says... I like CGI Yoda. Yeah. And, and the betrayal. So, he's when like, he's staring at her, the side eye is so fun. It's so real. Like, yeah. it, it is 100% there. He's like, how dare you say that you like CGI Yoda to me? He's sitting there reevaluating their entire relationship. Yeah. Like, he's like, how could I be with somebody who likes CGI Yoda? Yeah. Hilarious. Although I do immediately need his opinion on the effects used in The Mandalorian Mm. because I just think that he would have opinions. I don't even watch that show, but I just feel like he'd be very passionate and I love when people are passionate about things. Yeah. I mean, the key is he watches Star Trek, he watches Star Wars, he's seen all of Doctor Who, like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? He's just... He loves that space genre. Yeah. He, he's really out here being the biggest nerd of us all. And we love it for him. Like, he's just a good little boy. He like, you know? Mm. I do, actually, while we're talking about Hardison, I do have, like, a couple of points on him this episode. He has a rough go this Mm -hmm. episode. Like, he gets Heimlicked, for one. Yeah. But... Then they have him perform a robbery, which I don't understand why Hardison was the one to, like, why did you not have Elliot do that? That I think it's because Nate wanted Elliot to push the dude into Hardison. I didn't realise that that was part of the plan. I just assumed that that was Elliot on the fly. Like, I didn't realise that that was part of their existing plan. 
I think it was like a, a contingency, if that makes sense. Like, I think yeah. it was like, if he intervenes on his own, fantastic. Mm. We're going to have, you know, Hardison single him out, so hopefully he'll intervene. Yeah. And then if not, we have to find some way to get the footage we need to be able to manipulate it. Yeah. So that people think that he's a hero, basically. Mm. Like, so it was just yeah. making sure. Yeah. I just, I um I didn't realize that that was part of the plan. But okay, that makes a lot more sense then. Because I was like, why is Hardison doing this? That makes the least sense. <laughs> um, But yeah, so he's trying to like do this this robbery and then like he is being micromanaged by Nate which I mentioned earlier and then the speech that he wrote gets made fun of yeah he's like I'm so proud of this and immediately the mark is like this is rubbish yeah it's like no you be nice to my boy Hardison right Right, and I'm such a, like, I feel like every single episode I come here and I'm, like, defending Hardison, my sweet baby boy. Here's the other thing. We know Hardison is good at writing speeches. Mm. Like, he literally, like, last season, he wrote the speech that got him fucking elected. elected. Like, yeah. And okay, we don't know if he actually would have won the election, but part of the re- like he like his rise in the polls was dramatic. Mm-hmm. Hardison knows what he's doing, and I I really do think that of the team, he is the most underestimated purely because I don't think they fully understand what he does. No, like I think that it comes down to like Parker can watch Elliot fight, you know, or Elliot can watch Parker like lift something, or Sophie like they can watch Sophie grift, or they can watch Nate it's make a plan or whatever physical stuff. But like Whereas Hardison is so like conceptual yeah and like I just don't think that they recognize how difficult and like the attention to detail you have to have not to mention the actual skills in like software and technology but like you know I just I just I feel like the need to come out here and defend poor Hardison every fucking week no one appreciates him enough and I'm like people do appreciate him he just made 11 million friends today oh my god that's (laughs) the little grin that he does this is so cute. I did love that little note. I thought it was very fun. Very fun. Oh, speaking of things being very fun, there were a couple of scenes in this episode that had me fully laughing out loud. And I was having such a good time. Such a good time. So when Elliot is getting, like, when they're staging the robbery, not the one where Hardison has the yeah. gun, but between Elliot and Parker, when he's, like, taking her handbag. And the little old and lady. who's whacking him with an umbrella is so <laughs> That scene is so fucking that funny. That lady is the true MVP of the episode. Like, oh, she God. is... She's ready to fight. She's I like, know. no. And I love that she, like, looks to Parker and Parker's like, keep going. And she's like, all right. And just keeps whacking him. And it's so funny because, like, she's not even whacking him, like, particularly aggressively. She's just kind of, like, tapping yeah. him. And I just, I just think it is so, so fun. And then we get, you know, obviously that doesn't work. The mark, like, turns around, walks the other way or whatever. And then we get Sophie, like, running, like, and the pram. And she's like, my baby, my baby. And, like, he doesn't even fucking glance. And then she just lets the pram run into traffic. You hear it get hit by a car. And she's like, oh, fuck it. Turns around, is looking at the shoes. Like, oh, I wonder if I could get them in a high hip. Comedic fucking gold. Hilarious. Like, it just... Chef's kiss. Those like, sequences. She were just iconic. really does the most. Yeah. In this episode. I also love the bit where they're in the cafe or the coffee shop or whatever and they're staging the fake robbery with Hardison as the robber. And, you know, Sophie's like, no, go like don't go too hard on him. Like, come on, like, let's make sure we're not going like overboard, overboard. here, guys. And then he's like, no, she makes a better hostage. She's like, nah, fuck him. Yeah, yeah. Nah, he's just suggested that I'd make a better hostage. Nah, fuck him. Like, oh, which is 
fair. But I just, this Mark, like, he, obviously all the Marks, like, you hate them because yeah. they're doing terrible things. This particular guy just drove me crazy. He manages to fit, like, a lot of extra dickhead in him. Like, well, I think the thing is that, like, he just kind of baffled me. Because, mm. like, yes, he was, like, obviously outwardly doing bad things. Like, he was framing yeah. people and setting them up and, like, blah, blah. Like, they basically say, like, he's the evil version of them. Yeah. And, like, yeah, obviously. But, like, I feel like some of the Marks that we've had previously, as horrible as they've been, you know, like, let's let's talk about Moreau, right? Mm. Obviously, Moreau's a piece of shit, right? He's doing so much crap. He is a terrible person, yeah. obviously. Naturally. However, I think that if Moreau was walking down the street and saw a woman's pram racing away from her while she's screaming, my baby, no way he's not at least reaching out an arm to try and grab it. You know? Like, I don't understand how you can just be so apathetic to these, like, the struggles of the people around you. Like, my man, where is your tiniest shred of empathy or human decency? Like, it's not that hard. I just, I don't understand. Like, because the thing is, he's not just actively doing bad things. He's also actively not doing any good things. And that confuses me. Because I can understand someone being, like, making bad choices and doing bad things intentionally. I can understand that. Don't love it, but I can understand it, right? Like all the other marks. But the fact that he's actively avoiding doing anything good like sur- he's like, yeah. surprises me. Because I'm like, what would it have cost him? To just stop the fucking pram. Yeah. Because like, he doesn't know he's being recorded, but he's just genuinely so apathetic about other people's lives. Yeah. That he doesn't even, for a minute, think, maybe I should just... Yeah, and it's not like, you know, obviously we as the audience understand that, like, they're trying to manipulate him into doing something. So, like, yes, we know that it's going to ultimately end up being worse for him if he does the thing, right? But he doesn't know that. Yeah. No, I'm assuming he hasn't seen, like, the the cameras that I've got on him, like... Yeah, it just, it baffled me more than I think. Like, I've been really angry at Marks. Like, Leverage is very good at making you hate yeah. a character, right? It's something that they're very specifically good at. Mm. But something about this guy just confused me. Not in like a not in like a way that I think that it's a criticism on the show, but just in a like, I don't think that they've ever presented someone in this way before. Yeah. In the just like truly apathetic. Like most yeah. of the times they do bad things not because they're apathetic but because they're greedy. Yeah. You know, like it's not so much like a, oh, well, they're not going to do any good thing ever because they just don't care. But in a, no, they'll do good things but they're also going to do a lot of bad things. Yeah. Because that's what's self-serving for them. Do you know what's really interesting? Like there was a point in this episode, I think when he was doing the speech mm. and I thought for a moment that maybe they were going to give him, like I thought that there was going to be some kind of redemption mm. arc here. Like, because they were obviously paralleling him with Nate. Yeah. And, like, this idea that, like, he's doing the same thing as them, but with different intent, right? Mm. I was wondering if there was going to be a moment where he's like, oh, I could actually do some good with this. Yeah. Like, yes, I'm going to make money, but that's not the purpose. Like, I thought he was maybe going to have, like, a bit of an introspective moment. And also, like, to be fair, like, we haven't seen it yet, but we do have a couple of examples coming up of Marks who then later go on to sort of do similar things to what Leverage does. Mm. If that makes sense. Like, we haven't met anyone yet 
where it's occurred, but we do get a couple where it's like, oh yeah, no, they like they got taken down by leverage, and that was the best thing that could have ever happened for them. Yeah, because it, it's sort of like they weren't necessarily intentionally doing bad; they were just making bad choices. Yeah, it's like the kick in the ass they needed. Yeah, yeah. And so when they realized that, oh, actually no, like they were genuinely bad people. Yeah, they then go ahead to do good in the world. I like I'm in the middle of rewatching uh, the Good Place at the moment, and so like I've just watched the episode mm-hmm. where we get Mindy St. Clair introduced. Yeah. which if you don't know, if you haven't seen the Good Place, basically. Minnie St. Clair is a character where she basically was a very selfish person, like horrible person. She would have been like, she would have gone to the bad place when she died, except that she got super duper high and she designed this whole plan where she was going to like, I can't remember the exact thing, but she was going to basically forward a whole bunch of human rights issues. She was going to like end world hunger, basically. Like that's the kind of level that we're looking at. And then, you know, she was going to follow through with it, but then she, she met her untimely demise, but the foundation was still created. And so the argument was like, does she get the points or does she not? And she ends up, you know, in this kind of medium situation. But that was kind of what I was expecting for the mark. Like, I was like, oh yeah, he's this horrible person who's doing these horrible things. This is going to be that pivotal moment where he goes, oh, Mm. I don't have to do the horrible, awful things to make a living. I could use this opportunity. I could use my powers for good. Yeah. Just like like Nate did. Yeah. Like, you know, and I thought that that was maybe going to be the switch and then Mm. they didn't do it. And I was not disappointed, but I thought it was interesting because I, I was like, oh, maybe they're going to switch it up a bit. Maybe they're going to... Yeah. Because it's, it's like, it then becomes a interesting commentary on Nate. Mm. Yes. Like, it, it then becomes relevant to, okay, well, if they're... Like, they literally call it out in this episode. Sophie has the line, um, do you hate that when you look at Rockwell, you see a little bit too much of Nathan Ford? Yeah, and that's when he cuts like, her off and he's like, could you not finish that thought? That's yeah. that thought at all. Like, so it's this thing of if you if you are to do something like that or even just doing something like this is actually a commentary on Nate because they've established within the narrative that the reason why Nate is so pissy and why Nate is so gung-ho and taking this dude down is one because this dude has his like it's personally relevant to Nate like it's his friend that this dude's blackmailing mm. and also that this dude is just like Nate yeah essentially like and even Nate points it out he's like you know how would we take me down yeah and like that's a good point and I was actually really excited when they made that comparison because I was like, oh, this is going to be a really interesting like mm. case. And then I feel like it maybe wasn't as interesting as I was hoping it was going to be. Yeah. It's still interesting, but it's just not like, oh my God, fascinating, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I um I do have like a couple of other notes on Nate. This is much less negative, um, which is why I kind of left it out before. But there was a moment at the end of this episode where like he actually admits to the team, he's like, you know, he was reckless or like yeah. I was kind of biting off more than I could chew sort of thing. And then they like, I think Parker stops him and she's like, no, like it was fun kind of thing. And I was like, don't encourage him. I was like, he was actually onto something here yeah. and you just told him not to worry about I mean, it. The thing is though, that the rest of the team see it as reckless, but like Parker, Parker sees a lot of things that she sh- shouldn't see as fun as fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, like this is not I, necessarily. I feel like if you went, oh Parker, do you want to be buried alive? She'd go, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Like, oh, what a challenge, you know? And like, I love that for her. And this isn't like necessarily like a criticism on her and it's certainly not out of character. I was just like, oh my God, guys, come on. He was just making was some right sort of there. fucking development. You know, like, and I think just because I was so frustrated through the rest of the episode, 
getting to the end and being like, oh my god, he's actually going to acknowledge it. Yeah. And then to have it cut off, I was like, oh, fuck, you know. But then what is, what is really interesting is then, and I love, 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 love when shows do this, is Nate is sitting there by himself at the bar and everyone's gone and it's just the news playing. And like the newscaster, I didn't actually uh, write down the exact quotes. I kind of wish that I had, but the newscaster is talking about the guy that they've just set up, right? And it is, it sounds like she could be talking about Nate. Mm-hmm. Like it is so specific. And I know that they outlined that through the episode, but just hearing that newscast and watching mm-hmm. Nate as he like gets up from the bar and walks through the, to the corridor and turns off the light. And like, I was like, holy shit. And it really made me hope that this is not some kind of foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Pure, purely because I'm kind of sick of the back and forth with Nate about, am I a good person? Am I blah, blah, blah. Like I'm, I'm just kind of over it. But also because I just like, I just want them to be happy and this is certainly not a direction that is going to lead to anything happy you know like i i i was really glad that we had that growth from nate and i really got to a point where like i was really enjoying his character and i'm just worried that if we go back in this direction i'm gonna end up in that position again where he just annoys me so much and i don't want that except for this time you know that he doesn't have to be an annoying little shit which actually makes it more annoying because i'm like you're choosing this like you, you were fine you were fine you know and so I don't want to have to go back to a place where I'm annoyed every time he's on screen mm. because I do enjoy him now I enjoy the dynamic he has with so many of the, the other cast mm. members I think it's very fun and so I really hope that this is not foreshadowing for, for a variety of reasons however if it is I think it's perfectly executed like I want to stress on this I think the actual scene itself phenomenal I particularly love when a media has a different media in the background that you have to be paying attention to to understand the like I think it's fantastic of course you do I think it's so good of course this is the sort of convoluted thing that you're like I just love this yeah like don't get me wrong it's very like I feel like not all examples of this are created equal no I think you it needs to be filmed in such a way that you can actually like get the information without having to be like pause read the like subtitles in the background and then like you know like yeah I think that they walked the line very well with this I Mm -hmm. think it was really 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 well executed and I think that it's very clever I think it was also a very nice way to round out the episode it was also really interesting for leverage because it kind of ended the episode on like a bittersweet Mm. kind of moment where normally we have a bit more of a like upbeat end to an episode it does make me interested to see what we have next week Hmm. um yeah sorry i kind of went on a little bit of a ramble that's okay look this is this is your safe space (laughs) we're we're here we're discussing leverage yeah it may be my comfort show but also you're the first time viewer so like your opinions are really interesting because like i'm sure pretty well everyone listening has probably watched leverage all the way through at least once i'm imagining Hmm. everyone's probably maybe not done a full rewatch through uh like a full rewatch but they've probably gone back and at least revisited selected episodes Mm -hmm. because like you don't get to level of dedication to a show to listen to a podcast unless you've rewatched some of the material yeah generally speaking so like and for me this is an episode where i i think it's kind of forgettable honestly like i think it's like yeah as as a first time viewer mm-hmm. that actually recently a lot of episodes particularly the back half of season three i was like i would 100 go back and rewatch yeah. this episode and i've been tempted to since yeah. but i've decided to abstain for the sake of Look i just that self-control i know i don't exhibit it literally anywhere else in my life <laughs> So you should really be impressed. But, you know, I just want to get through my first watch so that I'm not like, you know, going mm. back 
back and being like, oh, this and this. I want to just focus on where I'm at in the show at this mm-hmm. moment. But this is an episode where, like, I wouldn't go back to it. And actually, honestly, I don't think any of these last three episodes, this one or the previous two, yeah. at the moment, there's nothing you, that I, I think is interesting enough. I will say that maybe you'll go back to the, like, season opener, 401. Okay. Once you've watched the whole season, because it does become... I did love the whole thing with Sophie grifting yeah. in that episode. So, like, yeah that, yeah. that one of the three is probably the one I'm most likely to go back to. But honestly, I feel like we've had a bit of a... It's a bit of a lull. Like, this yeah. episode and the last episode especially mm-hmm. are, like, for me at least, they're sort of... They're two episodes that I really very rarely go back and revisit. They're kind of fine. They're fine. They're fun episodes, but they're nothing... They're nothing that major. I literally they're can't not, remember what last episode was about. It was the murder mystery island thing. Oh, see, that should be memorable, but it yeah. really wasn't. No. <laughs> and when we watch the next, like, three episodes, I'm pretty sure if I'm thinking... Yeah, next... So we're what, 403? Mm-hmm. Basically, from 404 all the way up to 407, I am fascinated by all of those episodes. Oh, okay, cool. So we've got some really, like... I look forward to it. Yeah, and, like, not supernatural levels of, you know, <laughs> stuff to discuss, but we do have some really substantial character moments, and we have some really interesting concept episodes coming up as well. Oh, I love a concept episode. Yeah, especially okay. in the second half of the season. So we're getting... We're going to get some real variety you've coming told, in. You've told me before that season four is your favourite season, mm-hmm. so I'm excited to see see what season four has to offer season four starts off kind of slow but then like by the time you get to like mid to late season four it's like every episode is just so good Mm -hmm. like these honestly if i was to rank like my my bottom three episodes of season four not 401 but 402 and 403 would both be in the bottom three okay that's good to know it's good to know that we're going on an upward trajectory yeah well at least in my opinion yeah like you might disagree with me we might watch them and you'd be like jamie what the fuck are you on about (laughs) but there are some episodes coming up that I'm like, I have a feeling they'll be like 100% your cup of tea. Like I have awesome. a feeling there are going to be like, there are going to be episodes that you will want to go back and rewatch um, because yeah. they're just, they have some implications that are just, you know, really interesting in terms of like character development and ca- like team dynamics. And mm-hmm. like there are, we've got a lot of fun episodes coming up as well. Um, like even like 408's incredible, 409 is incredible. Yeah. 410 is fascinating. I'm very for a reason that you would never fucking predict like never in a million years I'm calling it now like you're not gonna like I'm gonna tell you the name of it when we record 409 and you're not gonna know from the name why it's interesting oh speaking of which I'm a fucking moron I cannot believe I didn't think of 15 minutes of fame what a fucking dipshit I am I anyway sorry carry on And then we got 411, 412. Like, basically, in this season, my bottom three are probably 402, 403, and then, like, 416. They're, like, my bottom three. Yeah. Every other episode, I'm like, this has some fascinating implications. Awesome. I think, do you know what's really funny? Is like, I was just thinking about this a minute ago. Hmm. Fundamentally, the reason why I enjoy Leverage and why I, like, enjoy watching Leverage is very different. Like, for me, like, when I watch a show, like, Hmm. I enjoy different shows for different reasons like and I go to them expecting different things and wanting different things and I was just thinking about how like I've been you know saying before like oh Nate the story line is really pissing me off kind of thing and I was trying to think would I enjoy it more if it was in the context of like Supernatural and I think that I would because I don't come to Leverage like when I go to watch an episode of Leverage to enjoy it it is like campy and silly and like a little bit like over the top like fun and like you're not coming here for like hardcore emotions I'm not coming here for fucking 
and daddy issues and drinking. That's why I go to Supernatural. <laughs> you know, and stunted character development. That's... <laughs> like, I genuinely think if Nate was a character in Supernatural, I'd like him more. Just because of the genre of show and what I am expecting to get out of the type of show mm. that it is. Because, like, if we have something that comes up a lot for, like, Dean, mm. you know, I'd be like, oh my god, like, this is coming up again and it's fascinating and here's why, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But when Nate does it, it pisses me off. And I think that it genuinely is just the setting that they're in. Because mm. Leverage is such a, a fun and upbeat and, like, kind of silly show. And yes, they cover, like, a lot of intense topics, obviously, given the nature of, like, what the team is yeah. doing. But the way that it's presented is always in this like high speed like very fun like Mm. quippy kind of way and Supernatural is not that I feel like Nate is annoying me because he feels out of place so you reckon you would like Nate if he was a Supernatural character I don't know if I'd like him but I think he would annoy me less because I don't think he would feel like such a stick in the mud Mm. do you know what I mean like everyone else is out here having fun practicing their craft helping people and he's just like being a dick and like he's just off to the side drinking and having a wine yeah you know like i think i think that that might actually like be what it is i just like i go i watch leverage and i enjoy leverage for different reasons that i watch supernatural enjoy supernatural and so like yeah i just i feel like that's kind of what it comes down to is like nate doesn't feel like he's in the right show because he doesn't exude the same like energy energy as the rest of the cast and so it feels a little bit less cohesive Mm. and like i understand like you know narratives have to have tension and Mm. like blah 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 i just kind of wish they'd find a different place Mm. for that tension even if it came from like you know Elliot or like Hardison or like Parker like even if they oh so you're saying you want angst just from different characters I just would like some variety I feel like every single time they make a character angsty like Mm -hmm. properly angsty it's Nate Mm -hmm. and like I understand why but I just wish that maybe we got a little bit of variety or we could get like a bit more of like like you know having the Italian and I know that you know by the end of last season I was saying that I thought the Italian was a little underwhelming and I stand by that yeah but having that external threat mm-hmm. like was it felt more enjoyable for me to watch like because I feel like the team like they were like really banded together like you know to because mm-hmm. of the common cause and now it's like the team is fracturing mm-hmm. because Nate is the the tension yeah. and like that bums me out because they're my blobos and I just want them to be a happy little family and do blobo things and have game nights you know like I, I want to leave my episode of Leverage and be like oh yeah like after this they probably went home and played Monopoly and like you know whatever but I'm leaving the end of this episode of Leverage and I'm like oh like Elliot's probably really pissed Hardison's probably like less pissed but not not pissed Parker mm. seems to be fine about it I suppose and Sophie's like dealing with Nate's fucking emotional drama again yeah I'm just like I'm thinking on some episodes we've got in the future and I'm sure anyone else listening knows exactly what episodes I'm thinking about and I'm just like I think you're like everyone listening is also gonna be like based on what you've just said they're gonna be interested to hear your opinions on some like episodes we've got coming up okay cool cool I just want I just want a little bit of variety just a little bit you know you're laughing at me I am laughing at you (laughs) I am laughing at you because I don't think you know what you're asking for Oh no! Because I don't. Yeah. I just don't want Nate to be the con- the like the constant problem child all the time, always. Especially because he's in charge. I here's the thing. I think that when Nate is angsty, it's because he's doing it to himself. Mm. Anytime it's angsty for anyone else, it's because something bad has happened to them. Yeah. So I think it's like when everybody else is angsty, it's just sad. I'd rather be sad than angry, though. 
True. Like for me watching a media, I'd rather be I'd rather feel emotional than like be angry. I'm like, and Nate is just making me mad. <laughs> because he's doing it to himself. Like that's part of why. Yeah. Um anyway, we need to get off this. But one thing that I one thing that I wanted to mention is like Elliot, and I'm like, I love you, but sometimes, bro, like he has a whole bit today. Uh, in this episode being like what if we blow up as in like what if we get like really yeah. noticed and like what if we end up in the spotlight and I'm like as if you're not a fucking pro baseball player like, like you can't <laughs> Mr. Micro Celebrity can't fucking talk right not like, you giving out autographs like shut up like also fucking country singer yeah like right like here's the thing Elliot Micro Celebrity is a real thing I know like and I'm like bro what are you talking oh, about of the of the team, he's the only one even close to being famous. Like, I know. I'm like, you, least of all, can talk about this. Because you keep becoming famous. I don't know how to explain it to you. Because, like, here's the thing. Like, Sophie might, like, she might be known for some of her acting work. Like, there might be someone really like, oh, do you remember that actress that we saw in that one production one time who was kind of bad? Yeah. That's Sophie's level of fame. Parker's famous in that, like, every thief on... Like, if you if you are a thief, you know who Parker is. Yeah, in the criminal underground. In the Parker's, criminal underground, yeah. Parker is, like, it. Like, Parker is Beyonce in the criminal underground. Like, I love that analogy. Like, she is, you know, like, she is absolutely... Like, she is fucking Changing famous. the game. She yeah. is changing... Like, she is super-duper fucking famous. Like, we meet another thief character later on. Yeah. Who is, like fangirling over Parker. Obsessed. Love like, that energy. It is so fucking funny. It is, like, because they worked, like, they, they sort of half worked together very briefly. And then at the end, he's like, oh, what's your name? And she's like, oh, it's Parker. And he's like, fucking THE Parker? What do you mean I work? I was working with THE Parker? Like... <laughs> I love it. Um, but no, so like Parker's famous in the criminal underground. Hardison's not really famous at all. Mm. Like maybe in some select hacking circles. Yeah. But like... Well, I mean, sort of the point of Hardison, I suppose, is that he's not well known. Because mm. like, first of all, he does everything from mostly from behind a screen. Mm. But second of all, like if he covers his tracks well enough, yeah, they shouldn't be able to trace back to him. So that's mm. kind of the point. Like if he was well known, it'd probably be a bad thing. It'd be an issue. Yeah. So like, but then we've got Elliot, Mr. Micro Celebrity. Okay. We also have some of Sophie's aliases might be famous. Yeah. But like specifically Yeah, like she's she's a duchess. Yeah, yeah. So but, it's kind of fame adjacent. Yes. But no, Elliot is like Elliot is really the only person in this room who can't make this argument like validly and yet. And yet <laughs> so I just thought that was entertaining. I was like, you little hypocrite you. Oh, I also love his slow clapping. <laughs> like that was like both atrocious, but also I loved it. <laughs> Like, it's, it's just right. Like, it, mm-hmm. it's so unnecessary. But also, like, he is also making a point. Like, yeah. and Hardison's out here roasting him for it, which I love. I love it. I love the banter. Mm-hmm. Love to see it. Also, Parker's grifting, I know you briefly mentioned it earlier, but has gotten 1,000% better. Yeah, that's because Sophie's fully training her. Like, that is how it works. Like, Sophie is fully training Parker. Like, I kind of wish we got to see it on screen mm-hmm. a little bit more because we haven't really in a while. But, no. like, she's she just did, like, forget the fact that she didn't stab anyone. Like, she was very convincing. Yeah. Very, even more so than the, um... Morning After the Job. The Morning After Job. Yeah. yeah. But, like, she's, like... And, yeah, she's starting to fall into those roles of, like, the Roper, which is, like, a, a nice, happy medium place for her because mm. it's not a long... Like, it's not a long-going con. Yeah. So she doesn't have to keep up the character for too long. 
like she did in um the un- uh, the underground job where she was the assistant. Yeah. But it's also like it's still a different change of pace to her normal waitress. You yes. know what I mean? Like yeah. blonde waitress, as you said in bloody the Russian job. Yeah. And I still don't understand how you got her so fucking quick. You were like she blonde waitress Parker. Parker. Yeah. I mean you're that's like, exactly how it happened. That you, was the like, dot. I don't even know that all of these characters are actually the leverage team, but like that's Parker. That's when I figured it out. Oh, I was like, oh, that's Parker. Mm. And then I started, and then the next guy, I was like, oh, he has Elliot coated glasses. And I was like, from that point on, I was like, yeah, I know what's happening. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm into this. <laughs> I have a note. Go for it. And it's it's right after the mm. No Stabbing Wednesdays note. Yeah. And it just says Sophie is spot on. But I don't remember what she was spot on about. So, I don't know. So, I... Because my... After No Stabbing Wednesdays, my next note is, Hardison's so pissy he's insulting his writing. Okay. Because that was the, whatever happened after. Because mine goes, No Stabbing Wednesdays, Sophie is spot on to Hardison is really being pushed this episode. And then I listed the things that I mentioned before that he was yeah. being pushed about. Which includes the speech. So, maybe it's... Because so Sophie, in between there, Sophie clears out the firefighter. And she, I think she also has a conversation with Nate in there. Maybe it's the conversation with Nate. Yeah, because she has... Whatever she says to she Nate. Has a, she's a, I'm pretty sure they have a conversation and she's basically just like, look, th- this dude's just like you. Like, mm, maybe I know it's driving you insane. Like, That must be what it is. Yeah, there Chill you go. the fuck out. Like, whatever, whatever Sophie says in that moment, I apparently thought she was spot on. Okay. Well, <laughs> I love that for you. I, I do love that we get a little bit more sort of Jimmy Ford lore in this episode. Um, we get specifically because we meet a childhood friend of Nate's. Oh, yes. Because I was like Nate's brother. I was like Nate's cousin. And then his name was Ed. And I was like, haha, cousin Ed. Like... But no, so like we we meet his childhood friend, mm-hmm. and we get the story about how they used to jump the turnstiles, turnstiles, yeah. and then they would basically steal hot dogs, yeah. by scamming people, and they would threaten to tell Nate's father, and Nate would say, "Who do you think taught me how to jump the turnstiles?" Yeah, hilarious. Which, just a bit more, like a little bit more insight into Nate's sort it's of a, upbringing. It's also a little Parker coded, yeah, like just a smidge, just you like, know, just like a hint, yeah, just like a little flavor of Parker. Oh, actually, while we're kind of at the top of the episode, I did want to talk about the opening sequence. And I know that I've talked, like, shit on opening sequences. And, like, the thing about this one is that it's just so funny. Like... See, my (laughs) note was, it's so fucking needlessly dramatic. Right? Right. Like, the Photoshop, to begin with. Yeah. So fucking funny. But then, like, the dude comes in, he's like, I don't think this one's gonna work. And I'm just like, LMAO, me neither. Like, whatever you're doing with the Photoshop, like, not convincing. But then the guy goes, the way he says, but who cares? obsessed with the drama of the delivery of that line in particular. See, because the, the drama of the line that I was obsessed with is only our heroes fall. Oh my god. Like, just that whole, like, the fact that they're in, like, the dark secret room, like, working and on his super secret Photoshop. the screen. And- <laughs> like, they're just, they're photoshopping this guy to be holding a drink and have, like, a woman on his arm. And I'm like, oh my god, the criminal underground's really <laughs> popping up tonight. Like, it's so funny. I'm like, this feels like when I make a meme. Like, you know, you just download the template to your phone and you just, like, put the text over it. I'm like, yeah, that feels exactly the same. (laughs) But, like, so 
so dramatic and like it was just so funny like I know that it wasn't supposed to be funny I know mm. it was supposed to be quite serious but I don't really care I very much enjoyed it because it was hilarious yeah, like here's the thing for some reason like leverage like the rest of the episode's normal yeah but the opening scene is like we're gonna we're upping the drama the first two minutes yeah. I feel like I'm watching a completely different show and almost actually, every episode it's been pretty good like the last couple of openings that we've had yeah have been pretty well like they've been on brand on like, brand with everything else like um like the long way down job just starts with them straight up on the mountain which yeah. is which is like okay sure record scratch how did I get here yeah yeah it's like that's that's like but it's like it's I feel like it's been a while since we've had one that's been this really dramatic yeah because they're always a little bit over the top yeah but like this one's really over the top and it's just just so funny I think the thing that really got me was like the way that they were speaking like the drama of it all makes it think like they're it sounds like they're doing something really intense like like okay I just was watching Gotham Knights the other night right yeah. and there's like a point where one of the characters is like simultaneously hacking into like literally every bank in the city mm. right and it seems like that's the level of shit that they're talking yeah. about with the intensity and the dark room no, and the secrecy got, and he's, he's just photoshopping in a, a lady in a drink like it's literally just photoshop I'm like this is so funny like <laughs> and the worst thing is it's not even like he's photoshopping something super illegal no like, no because <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it having a drink and being no. at a bar with a lady. Like, like that's just people just do that. That's just normal human behavior. Like, it's not anything like sinister. Like, and I get that it's meant to just like add to this like picture of this dude who's you know out of control still, who was an alcoholic in his youth and is still not changed and yeah, like that's sort of where they're going with the you know the implications. The implications, but, but it's like, also just kind of like just, my dudes. Yeah, it just doesn't seem that fucking dramatic. Although I suppose like the thing about the media is that like the tiniest things can be taken and extrapolated and like blown out of proportion and that's kind of the point of this episode is that you know they'll just take whatever they can and run with it mm. but yeah no I just thought it's not necessarily about what's true it's about what people will believe yeah it's like clickbait yeah it's like it doesn't matter if it's quality you but people want you to click on it because they you know they use the shocking headline so that you read it you know because they want the attention so that you get the ad, ad money basically mm. um but yeah no I just the intro it was it was just so funny I loved it like I I recognize it wasn't supposed to be funny but I don't care it was delightful (laughs) it was very sunglasses at (laughs) night-esque Oh, I did want to say, though, that this episode, I do love that we get, um, like, Parker having, like, you know, Sophie vibes because she just straight up is driving the car with Rockwell in the backseat and she's like, I'm going to intentionally crash. Mm. So I love that it's, like, like mother, like daughter. Yeah. Like, you know, she's really making mama proud, getting the mark of the week into a car and just straight up crashing. Yeah. Oh, I did have a question about that, yeah. though. Because, like, part of, like, what the con hinges on is that when they open the briefcase in the interrogation room, at the end there's like all the pictures and not money right but like the way that they swap the briefcases is after the accident Elliot just like literally physically swaps them and I'm like that really really hinges on the guy being unconscious yeah and I was like there's no way you could have guaranteed that like it was not like you drugged him or whatever there's no way you could have guaranteed he was going to be unconscious maybe like a little bit spaced out because they'd just been in like an accident but I feel like that was maybe a weak point yeah where like the whole thing could have gone terribly wrong you know and so like I was surprised that it was less 
I mean, I guess I guess it makes sense because Nate is like really not coherent this episode. Like he's really not at the top of his game. Yeah. So like I guess it falls under that category. But I was just surprised that it was it felt a little bit like leaving things up to chance. Yeah. Whereas like the leverage team is usually like so detail orientated and they only ever really do things like that on impulse if it's like, oh shit, something went to hell. And I we mean, have they to even improvise. have Miss Sophie, I don't even leave my personal life up to chance, Deborah on the team. Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it just felt just a little bit it was surprising from leverage to like seemingly leave that sort of up to the chance of him actually being unconscious like i don't know how they would have swapped it otherwise i feel like it's also just like like you know parker would have purposefully crashed in such a way that they knew would knock him pretty well out i mean i guess but she doesn't even really crash because she they get t-boned true so it's not even really up to her and even like she's driving so like i guess that i guess by like fabricating the t-boning like it does hit his side of the car yeah which means that he's more likely to be unconscious but again it's just one of those things where it's like they really couldn't have orchestrated it like there is no guarantee yeah there's no guarantee because to guarantee it means they'd have to hit him a hell of a lot harder Mm. but park is also in the car so it's like and also they don't want to kill him that's the other thing like he has to be aware enough and uninjured enough to get out and run from the scene yeah because that is also what their plan hinges on so i don't know this one just felt a little bit like they had kind of left it up to chance yeah which normally they would they don't do like yeah like normally there's improvisation like last week's a great example but improvisation and chance yeah yeah this felt a lot like um and like a lot you know more reckless when they normally do leave it up to chance it's like it's not because they wanted to it's because shit hit the fan yeah and they sort of like it was either improvise or be fucked essentially like they didn't have an option it wasn't like they were choosing a plan that required chance like it was just what it is Mm. and then sort of from there they made the best of a bad situation essentially yeah oh i have a question for you Oh, absolutely. We get a line from Parker and I didn't really understand. I actually went back and rewatched it because I like I rewound about 30 seconds and I was like, wait, what? There's like a moment when they're talking about he is like bribing the lady about the car accident. But before you know that that's what's happening, Parker makes a comment like, like, oh, like what if Reed used to be Rita? Hmm. And I don't like I'm not sure what that's about. I think the implication is meant to be maybe Rockwell's trying to bribe someone from his past to hide the fact that he's transgender. That was the only thing. Thing that I yeah. could interpret from it and it just felt out of pl- yeah. like it, first of all like and then I think she says like oh we were all thinking it and I was like were we? And like here's the thing like I could understand someone being like I don't want other people to know I'm trans like I'm gonna try and hide it. Well I but think like, that that's a, it's a also per- it's one person like what's that gonna do to hide it like presumably he knew uh, like if he was trans presumably he would have known other people before he transitioned like you well, know I, I, like obviously it is like a personal choice as to what, mm. how much you want to disclose about like you know your own identity and things and like that's totally fine and i understand that especially you know if you have you know something that yeah is like obviously like people have opinions and you might not necessarily want it to be something that's in the public like sphere of knowledge like yeah. i get that that's totally valid but it confuses me that they pointed like that they mentioned it at all because yeah. I, it just felt we and like normally leverage is like pretty good in terms yeah. of like progressiveness and like not making I mean like the comments entire and jokes. promise is like capitalism is bad it, it's certainly an inherently left leaning show exactly and so like it's not often that we get comments that age poorly or like seem a bit off base but this one I like I couldn't figure out any relevance yeah and it just sat weird hmm. so I'm just I think it's an unfortunately the writing standards in 2010 were just they're 
not good not up to scratch yeah yeah so i just i thought that that was odd and mm. it also like it was it was one of those things where it's also a completely unnecessary yeah. comment it adds absolutely nothing and it also like i don't know just also the addition like the fact that it's there at all but then the addition of like we were all thinking it it's like what are you doing i just i just seems so bizarre to me like yeah look i think the thing that like really confuses me like i i i get where they're trying to go with it but it's like also parker's smart enough to know they're just bribing one person to not say anything is like that's not the sort of secret that only one person knows mm. like the idea is these are meant to be secrets that only one person would know mm. so mm-hmm. that's why they're like oh maybe he's like got a baby mama or maybe this that or the other or like yeah you know like but it's like that's just weird yeah it, it just, just seems out of place compared to everything else yeah all right lovely well i think i don't have anything else to say about this episode for me it's a bit of like a nothing episode it's like pretty it's, it's like it's an episode there's a mark they take him down there is nothing too fascinating. I think the plotline with Nate being similar to the like mark of the week would be really fascinating if it was the first time we'd had it. But I feel like we've had like two or three different villains who have been like Nate coded, so it's like yeah, it just I don't know. It just feels a bit repetitive and a bit reductive. But you know what? It's okay. We've got some bangers of eps coming up next week. Uh, but how would you rate this week's episode before I get into that? I this might come off a little bit harsh. I would have given it a two point five because Nate annoyed me that much because I. I was like he's in 50% of the episode and it's pissing me off so much so 50% immediately gone right however the rest of the episode all of the parts with Parker and Hardison and Elliot and Sophie like those fucking hilarious comedy bits like the drama of the opening sequence like I loved all those parts so much that I'm gonna bump it so I'm gonna put it at a three I think it was generally fine Mm -hmm. but I'm like if we hadn't had you just kind of wish we didn't rehash the same plot line for Nate for the thousandth time yes and especially because I'm like these are plot lines that I would have thought were effectively closed. Yeah. And here's what it is. It feels like we've gone back to season one. Yeah. This feels like the miracle job. It does. It feels like a weird mix between season one and season two because yeah. you had the like the back and forth about am I a thief? Blah, blah. It's like we've done this. And You've we, accepted it. You're a thief now. Yes. And we've Fucking had, move on. And we've had a number of discussions and episodes where we have highlighted the fact that you have accepted this identity. And also the other thing is those other episodes are more interesting than a this. A million times more interesting. And just more enjoyable in general and like the drinking is so reminiscent of season one and the way that he is disrespecting the team is so reminiscent of season one and i'm like we have moved past this Mm -hmm. you have grown and like there is no reason to go back to this now unless they're going to do something else with it Mm. but like to do something else with it they have to find a new way to make it interesting otherwise it is pointless because it doesn't further the character and it doesn't further a plot no because we've now moved past the point of needing this to be nate's characterization and it no longer furthers the plot because we have solved these issues already so anyway i'm gonna give it a three but if the other parts of the episode had not been as enjoyable as they were it would 100% be a 2.5 yeah. purely because i'm so sick to death no that's very valid i thought you were gonna give it a 2.5 until you said three and i was like okay yeah no, I'm, not, I'm not gonna look a gift court toss out in the mouth if, it, you, if you say it's a three I'm, I'll, I'll accept a three it, yeah. i would i would personally probably give it a three as well yeah like for me it's just like it's a nothing episode it's kind of boring like there are some moments that i really like i love no stabbing wednesdays no Mm -hmm. stabbing wednesdays new tradition like my beloved this was also one of the only episodes of leverage where i have checked how much time is left in the episode because i was bored yeah i didn't actually mention that earlier but until you just said it then like i was like god this episode is taking forever like it just it feels really long it like it's not a bad episode it's just not a good episode you know what i mean like yeah yeah and i think those are two distinctly different things I am glad, though, that we can agree on this because I was worried.
worried that I was gonna like, I was worried that this was gonna be an episode that you were like, oh my god, I love this and I love this and I love this and I was gonna be like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of like that, but only for the Parker Hardison stuff. Yeah, and like, I love that. Like everything else is kind of just like, oh, this is stock standard. It's, or, it's like, an episode. Like it's fine. Like there's, it's it's a like leverage is just kind of a default good episode. You know what I mean? But like it's nothing where I'm like, oh my god, I want to rewatch this. Yeah. I need I need to rewatch this. I want to relive those moments. Mm. I feel like we're not gaining anything from it. No, it feels yeah. It just feels very very nothing. Mm-hmm. And like that's fine. You're allowed to have a nothing episode, but like make it enjoyable. At least make it enjoyable is kind of the key. Yeah. All right, lovely. Anyway, next week is the Van Gogh job. What do you think it's going to be about? Okay, I whenever I hear Van Gogh, I think of two things immediately. Number one, that one episode of Doctor Who we all know the one mm-hmm. makes me fucking sob every time. Yeah. Number two, I am not a particularly like visual person. I'm not mm-hmm. like an art person personally. That is Naomi's wheelhouse but i love starry night it is one of the only paintings that i know by name and like would recognize like i have it as like a mug print like mm-hmm. i just i love starry night i think it's beautiful it's just something about it tickles my brain so you're a starry night girl i am a starry See, night girl i'm an almond blossom girl. i knew you were gonna say that because of your bedspread <laughs> and your t-shirt actually <laughs> um almost bought it as a watch too mm. But yeah, so that's the first thing that like always comes to my mind whenever I hear Van Gogh. In the context of leverage, I'm going to assume maybe art heist mm-hmm. or like, you know, um, a rediscovered painting or maybe a, um, what's the word I'm looking for when it's not real? Like a forgery. Um, forgery. Yes. Thank you. I need to start up with an F. Mm-hmm. Like a forgery of a Van Gogh piece maybe that's like, you know, being, being marketed. I think that it'll probably be really relevant to specifically Sophie and or Parker because mm-hmm. this is like, if it's art, like that's specifically it's typically their, one of those two. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like that's kind of their bread and butter in terms of the way yeah. that they were committing crime before they joined the sort of squad. So I would be very interested if we get something along those lines. I think that could be fun. It would all, I mean, it could be fun to, if it's like a, a Sophie Parker thing. Okay, here's like a wish list thing that I okay. have. I, so we had like the Rosherman job, obviously, mm-hmm. which was like all the different like perspectives of the same crime. I would really love if we had like a Parker versus Sophie kind of situation where like they're both like, oh my God, this art gallery is like, this is like a once in a lifetime opportunity to like get this painting kind of thing. I would love to have them both like as a competition mm-hmm. trying to, yeah. like, I think that would just be so fun. I doubt we'll get like, it. Like the end of the Rosherman job, basically. Like when, yeah. like when Parker's like, I dibsy it and they're like, nah, yeah. Yeah. I'm getting it first. Exactly. Like I actually want to see that competitive. I don't think we'll get it purely because obviously the point of leverage now is that they work they're together. But also that they work together to like, it's like vigilantes. They're not working yeah. together to commit thefts. No. So like, like I doubt that get it but i just do think it would be so fun um yeah so look basically some kind of art heist i think is my is my guess okay lovely well that brings us to the end of the episode if you want to interact with us at all beyond listening to us ramble on for like a couple of hours every week between this and our supernatural podcast which you can find the link to in the description below if you also watch supernatural and you want a podcast about it thank you so much for listening if you want to interact with us at all you can find us on other social media platforms also in the link below including twitter tumblr and discord and if you want to talk to us at all you're more than welcome to message us on any one of those platforms and suggested conversation topics include what was your favorite little sketch from this episode because mm. i adored them do I'm you also so celebrate fun. no stabbing wednesdays oh 
I think that one goes with that question, surely. <laughs> um, oh, and what was, like, what's your opinion on the opening? Like, do you love it? Yeah. Do you think it is just annoying? Do you think it's, like, too much? Or do you think it's incredible? Like, what is, what's your opinion? Do you think it, do you take it seriously? Or do you laugh at it like I did? Like, what is your opinion on, on those opening sequences? Because I just, they're so interesting to me. There is something. There is something. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Please have a lovely end of your afternoon, evening, day, lunch, brunch, morning, 4 a.m., 2 a.m., midnight, literally any time of the day and or night. Bye. Bye.